2: From KQD in San Francisco, I'm Alexis Madrigal. American culture can sometimes seem to value only youth. Whatever the kids are into, that's what's deemed most interesting or relevant. The younger a novelist or performer, the better. But what about the other side of life? Age teaches many lessons. Older people have seen it all, and yet their perspectives are left out of so many cultural and civic conversations. Not today, though. Today, we're featuring three of the fascinating people who are profiled in the 80 over 80 project centered here in San Francisco. They've lived full lives and they have stories to tell. We'll talk with them about life, the pandemic and fighting to empower their peers. That's all coming up next after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. After seeing yet another 30 under 30 type list celebrating the achievements of young people, San Francisco geriatrician Anna Chodos decided it was time people started hearing about the remarkable achievement of living into old age. And not just the people who run ultra marathons at 80 or the seven octogenarians sitting in the Senate. She started the 80 over 80 project to share the remarkable stories and experiences of everyday San Franciscans over the age of 80. She joins us here in Studio B. Thanks for coming on today, Dr. Chodos.
3: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me.
2: We're also joined by some of the folks that were profiled in the 80 over 80 project. But before we introduce them, I want to hear a little bit about how this project sort of came about. And what message you'd like to send with it?
3: Thanks for asking that question, although I'll say your introduction did a great job of summarizing it (laughs) for me. So um, I can say less, but uh, I think I really just want to take a moment to celebrate our older residents. And you sort of summed it up that we are very used to seeing 30 under 30, 40 under 40. So this was sort of a knee jerk and natural reaction for me to that Those moments where we're celebrating youth, we're celebrating achievement culture, at times that can be really wonderful, that can teach us a lot, that can make an important statement. But we are right now uh, at a point where our city is aging. We have more older adults than we ever have. That's a growing reality um, for San Francisco as well as for the nation and many other places around the world. And there's something really extraordinary about that. There's something unprecedented about that. So, I really wanted the opportunity to take a moment and celebrate that. I think the other thing we know is that at the same time that we are an aging society and proportionally have more older adults, we're a society that doesn't value older adults enough. And ageism is a real problem, both visible and invisible. And one small way to counteract that is more stories, more faces, more voices, more people, more realities of people's lived experiences in their 80s, 90s and above to sort of counteract some of that ageism.
2: It's interesting because you're a doctor, right? So you end up dealing with people who end up, you know, with health problems or, or but you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on what it's like to to live in in this period of life.
3: Yeah, I think the doctor part gives me that privilege, that access, that exposure all the time to older people. Um, Granted, I chose this specialty and this expertise because I do love spending time with older people. But I've also learned a lot. And I think that's something that I feel privileged to have in my life and wanted to share. Older people are more likely to have serious health conditions, for sure. They use a lot of medical services, so I have lots to do, job security. But at the same time, that's not what I love about doing geriatrics. It's really getting to know people who've had a lot of lived experience and understanding what it's like to be an older person and creating that vision for myself. I wanted to give that opportunity to more people.
2: Yeah. Let's meet some of the folks that you profile joining us here uh, as well. Um, we have Judy Goddess, founder and reporter of SanFranciscoSeniorBeat.com. Thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. We've got Margaret Graf, founder of Senior Power, a community-based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset. Thank you. For joining. Happy to be here. And we have Ann White, facilitator for Network for Elders, an organization in the Bayview supporting older adults. Thanks so much for joining us, Ann.
4: Thank you for inviting me.
2: So the first thing I want to ask you is how old you are and when you first came to San Francisco. And let's start with you, Ann White.
4: I am 84 years old. My birthday was June 6th. And I came to San Francisco in 1960 after having graduated from Alabama A&M University.
2: Oh, nice. And what was your first thing you did here in the city?
4: First thing I did when I came was I uh, looked for a job, (laughs) and I secured a job at Kaiser Hospital as a ward receptionist.
2: And then you ended up becoming a teacher for a long time, right?
4: Yes, I did. I, have, I taught for over 30 years in the district. Wow,
2: amazing. Uh, let's get a little bit of your story, Margaret Graff. Uh, how did you arrive in San Francisco?
5: In a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was a hippie. <laughs> this is in the early 60s. Yeah.
2: And what was your impression of the city when you arrived? Wow, I want to live here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How old are you? You didn't tell us how old you are. I will be 84 in two months. Oh, wow. And do you think it's, you know, sort of important to say, like, hey, I'm 84. Like, I'm not hiding my age. I'm like, this is how old I am.
5: I open every time I have a speaking engagement or I'm in front of a group of people by saying, hi, I'm Margaret and I'm a senior. (laughs) I think it's very important because we used to hide aging. It used to be an embarrassment. And I don't believe in that.
2: Yeah. Um, Judy Mm -hmm. Goddess, how old are you and when did you get to San Francisco? I'm the oldest.
6: (laughs) I'm 85. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I came to San Francisco in 80. Uh, Not in a Volkswagen Voss. I had a Toyota Corolla. (laughs) And... um, Partially, I came for the weather. I came from Chicago, and it had been just a terrible season of bad weather where the snow snowed all the time. Everything, the garage roof collapsed, the transportation stopped. It was just too hard. And one of my goals when I came out here was I wanted to hold a meeting in January. I just wanted to hold a meeting. I didn't care any about, old meeting. Any like, old yeah. meeting. I didn't want it to snow. I didn't want, you know, any of that. So, yeah. Wow, that's great. And what
2: did you, what was the first thing you ended up doing when you arrived?
6: Looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> and it was hard. Yeah.
2: What did you end up finding?
6: Uh, first, I found temp work. And then I found a lot of jobs in the Bay Area uh, in program development. So, but it was hard to find one in the city. I did a lot of community. I lived in uh, Silicon Valley for a while and at uh, near Foothill de Anza and
2: moved around, yeah. You know, a, a lot of times when we see people, older people celebrated, it, it's because, yeah, you know, they ran an ultra marathon in the desert uh, or, you know, climbed a mountain, you know, these kind of outsized uh, kind of achievements. You said in your 80 over 80 uh, interview that attention must be paid to older people who are not leading dramatic lives. Why, why do you think that is?
6: Do you want me to answer? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because every life is really interesting. I mean, I. Um, I'm also a reporter now. I became a reporter in my old age. And um, I'm, I'm amazed by how people, the choices people have made and how they got where they are and what they're still doing. It's just, it's a fascinating story. It's it's like a treasure trove of, of interesting people out there. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's why attention must be paid.
2: Yeah. And just every life, too, right? I mean, just oh, the yeah. everyday decisions that people made to get to where they...
6: Well, I I mean, I could bore you with stories of my grandchildren, but yeah, <laughs> they have exciting lives, too. I'm so sure they're my great. children. Yes. I know
2: you do. I know um, you do. <laughs> so, yeah, tell us a little bit about Senior Beats, uh, this publication that you started, and what are you actually reporting on?
6: We're reporting on seniors, and we have a very flexible definition of seniors, uh, like uh, 55 and above, really. Very flexible. Um, those are babies. Those are children in my book. But um, we're we're reporting on what they're doing. They're profiles, essentially, on uh, what seniors are doing around the city. So one of the last ones was the world champion that I reported on was a world champion uh, power lifter. He's an eighty. 80- 6-year-old man 85 86 very
2: thin very <laughs> wouldn't I mean, not what had, you'd expect from a power no lift. no no no, yeah.
6: no not at all uh, but he he could lift 385 which was i learned about powerlifting by the way <laughs> knew nothing have about. you gotten into it though no i have no, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> but i did report on pickleball and i could bore you to death about oh
2: interesting yeah we had a show on pickleball recently. i know you it's did it's all over the
6: pickleball circuit <laughs>
2: Um, we have uh, a caller, Rita. We haven't even put in uh, the call yet, but let's uh, let's take it, Rita, in Berkeley. Welcome to the conversation.
7: Hi. Yes. You know, listening to these uh, people, just it just struck home. My dad is eighty two. Um, he still works part time as a physicist, and he's a downhill ski racer. And I forget how remarkable that is, and sort of. I don't know, it just, listening to these people just, made that hit home how I'm very lucky that he's that, I
2: don't know, engaged and everything. Yeah, absolutely. And yet,
7: probably, it happens a lot. I, you just don't always hear about it.
2: Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know, Anne White, I do feel like there's uh, a sense in which there's so many older people who are doing so many things, and yet, we don't actually get those stories a lot of the time, right?
4: Absolutely. And uh, I'm privileged to be the leader, the facilitator of a group of 58 men and women in the Bayview who are very, very active. And uh, we try to make sure that, that they uh, do things that will help to uh, enlighten them, help to strengthen them. There are all kinds of programs that we offer, and I'm happy to be a part of
2: that. What do you think the most popular activity in your group is?
4: The most popular activity probably is exercising. (laughs) (laughs) Power lifting or power walking? Um. Power walking. (laughs) Not a lot of lifting, but certainly walking.
2: Yeah. Some of the people that just blow my mind, uh, Keller Beach in Point Richmond is a place where a lot of people go swimming. And you watch these people who are like 75 years old just walk out right into the water, just in their bathing suit, into the bay, and then go swim for two miles and come back. And I think to myself, like, I can't even swim two laps. And <laughs> Sorry, I don't have
4: any in that group.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do want to hear from you. Thank you so much, Rita, from Berkeley. Uh, for younger people, what questions do you have about life in your 80s? Like, what would you like to hear some wisdom about? And if you have reached that milestone of eighty. What do you think younger people get wrong about life at your age? You can give us a call, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or KQD Forum. Or you can email forum at kqed.org. We're talking about the 80 Over 80 Project, celebrating the lives of... Of older people in san francisco we're joined by the creator of the project Anna Chodos, a geriatrician at ucsf margaret graff founder of senior power a community-based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset and white facilitator for network for elders and judy goddess founder and reporter of sf senior beat i'm alexis madrigal stay tuned for more right after the break
0: support for forum comes from san francisco opera
2: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We are talking about the 80 Over 80 Project, celebrating the lives of older people in San Francisco. And we're joined by Anna Chodos, a geriatrician, medical director of outpatient geriatric services at San Francisco Health Network. She's also an associate professor at UCSF in geriatrics. And we're joined by Judy Godis, founder and reporter of sfseniorbeat.com. and White, facilitator of Network for Elders. That's an organization in the Bayview supporting older adults. And Margaret Graff, founder of Senior Power, a community-based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset. And Margaret Graff, I want to hear a little bit more about your organization. Tell us a little bit about Senior Power.
5: Well... Senior Power is, uh, I founded that in September of 2018, and basically it was the whole purpose was to have a, a kind of forum for seniors. They could come, they could get uh, re, uh, some resources, they could hear from speakers. There's a great uh, gap between what the wonderful things this city offers people and the knowledge of people on the other end of it learning about that. And I wanted to make the connection. San Francisco has so many resources, but no one knows about them. So the whole point was to get people who were downtown coming out to the sunset, which is the outer Parkside Sunset area of San Francisco out by the beach, and having them learn of these things. I did this at a time uh, my husband uh, was suffering from Alzheimer's disease, and I really felt the need for people to make that, to have a place to go.
2: Mm-hmm. And, like, how about the name? Like, not Senior Services or, like, no. Senior commu- senior Power. Like, where, where does that come from?
5: Well, I wanted a little advocacy in there. We don't want to lead the group, but we want a seat at the table. We want people to listen to us. We, if they're going to talk about uh, what's going on in the uh, community, if they're going to talk about uh, the Muni, if they're going to talk about housing, if they're going to talk about safety, we want to have a seat at the table and, let, and be able to express our needs.
2: Mm-hmm. And in that work, do you find that there is commonality among the sort of politics and thinking of older people? Or do you find like quite a, quite a spread um, just based on, you know, their other previous life experiences?
5: Well, of course, you know, every, people get to be seniors having lived a life. And that doesn't necessarily change as they age. The commonality we have is is a unique thing because it doesn't matter what your color is or your culture or your background. The one big thing we all have in common is aging. But by the same token, we all come with our preconceived ideas and our prejudices. And we grew up in another era where things were different. And seniors, by their nature, tend to dislike change. So some of us go into it very reluctantly. Mm -hmm. We get upset when streets change. (laughs) We get upset uh, when—and we get scared when housing needs play a a big role in our lives. Mm -hmm. What's happening in San Francisco is a lot of seniors are um, cash-poor and house-rich, And making the adjustment to how do I live now Mm -hmm. is another commonality we share. But we, again, we come with our backgrounds.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, Judy Goddess, we have a, uh, by the way, that is such a great name. Where, is that your real name? Or did you you got to San
6: Francisco and you're like, all right, I'm Judy Goddess now. No, no, no. It's my real name. And I want to tell you, when I was growing up, nobody knew this. Nobody knew about of goddesses. But out here, it's light store I mean, open stores for me. That's right. And also, you're a doctor. So you're
2: Dr. Goddess. Dr. Goddess, yes. If you need soul work. <laughs> Um, that's why I'm coming to you here's some soul work a a listener writes what have the guests learned about keeping and or cultivating friends in older age
6: oh that's that's an intense that could go on for hours (laughs) (laughs) Um, well I'm also involved in a program uh, in the inner sunset different from Margaret's and uh, part of the thing Part of why we got ourselves together for the Inner Sunset uh, Connectors program was because we were, there was a need for knowing one another. We we're suddenly isolated. The Inner Sunset is a really lovely neighborhood, but probably aimed at slightly, much younger people, <laughs> not slightly. Um, so uh, there is that need for friendship. It's It's hard. Uh, you make friends. I cross out a lot of names in my phone book, um, and that's that's really troublesome and sad. Um, you make friends, and their their partners are going through uh, Alzheimer's or some some other disease. Uh, it's it's just a it's a difficult time for, but it's also really easy to make friends because we all realize. Our time is limited, and you want to make friends. And so um, uh, I'm not—for me, it's a sequitur. But um, during the pandemic, there have been so many opportunities to get to know people in my neighborhood. I have so many people to walk with and talk with and, you know, just have, have coffee with. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, so it's been—and there's—we're uh, all involved with the Community Living Campaign which is a program in San Francisco, an established program that tries to build a community and help seniors age and thrive at home. Um, and, and that is our theme, you know, make sure that nobody is isolated, nobody is
2: alone, really. Uh, and White, do you want to add anything to that in your work with the network?
4: I'd love to. Uh, I am a member of the Network for Elders, and there are 58 of us in that group. Men and women. And what we do once a month, we meet as a group. Now we're on Zoom because of the uh, COVID, the virus. And it's a little bit hard to make friends in that way because because they're mostly older uh, seniors. And there are, um, with there being two uh, in the group that are over 90. Uh, it's kind of hard to maintain the kind of relationship with them because you, you have to do it through Zoom. Mm-hmm. But I am in the process after having assumed the uh, leadership for this group on July first. I'm in the process now of uh, as a facilitator of processing and establishing committees to work with me because I want this to be an interactive group. Mm-hmm. I want want I don't want them to sit around and be idle. I want their minds mm-hmm. to be. Working and so that's what I'm trying to do now, is to uh, get that off the ground. So, and I also am a member of another group that uh, I think is important that you might want to hear about, and that is with the Youth, Historical Black Colleges mm-hmm. and Universities group that we meet once a month, and there are over 30 colleges and universities that meet with us, and we send students to different colleges across the country with scholarships, etc. And also there's the San Francisco Bay Area alumni chapter here in the San Francisco that I, we're all doing through Zoom. Mm. And it's hard to maintain a relationship with them because we can't see each other most of the time. We can see them on Zoom, but not in person. Yeah. And I like to touch. I like <laughs> to hug. And I miss that, yeah. from, uh, you know, uh interactions.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's part of, that's part of friendship, right? I mean, um, Dr. Chodos, did you find that that, that things did become really difficult because people couldn't have that just sense of touch and companionship. Everything had to be mediated through the technology. hmm.
3: Yeah, that has been obviously a huge issue the last few years. And we certainly heard that people's lives had changed radically. But I think if you listen to a lot of the profiles and and interviews, you'll see that actually a really co- a common denominator, if you will, is just that ongoing, this should be unsurprising, very human impulse to continue to go out and connect and be active both socially and physically. And so people really were using Zoom. They were finding ways to connect. And um, one really special thing about this project, Little Brothers Friends of the Elderly partnered with us a lot to um, you know give us people to interview, but also um, they just we're really sort of like committed to this idea i think because theirs is to really reduce social isolation and increase connections for older people um so that for the especially for the person who sent in that comment might be a good resource um particularly for people in the area who live alone which is their target group they have a friendly visitor program yeah
2: let's bring in Nirali from santa clara welcome to the show
9: Thank you, Alexis. Hi, I'm Nirali. Thank you so much uh, for having me. I, you know, first of all, just wanted to say, you know, thank you to the women who are there um, sharing their experience with us and, and really just taking the time to share their stories. Uh, The reason I'm calling is because, you know, your story as I'm driving to work um, just inspired me to pick up the phone. I am part of a a 12-step program, and uh, my sponsor in that program is 84. It's turning 84 in October. And, you know, a lot of people would think, why would I have a sponsor who is of that age? Can I relate to that person or not? And, I, you know, I am so grateful for that human being because she has taught me so much because she was willing to – share her experience and her stories and relate to me in a level that is not uh condescending or patronizing it is more on a friendly just beautiful level that uh we both connect on and she she tells me that i teach her every day and that's just you know incredible to know and You know, one thing that she's really helped me understand is that life is not as short as sometimes I think it is. (laughs) And I have time, you know, to If you're lucky, right, yeah. Yeah, (laughs) if you're lucky, of course. But it was, you know, one of those things where listening to this story where it's like, you know, celebrating people just for their everyday life. Because, you know, I'm under 30, actually. I'm 26. And, Mm. you know, sometimes it can be really scary that I haven't accomplished something or whatever by, you know, 30, but really just to celebrate being alive every day and just doing the best we can. And so I just wanted to say that I'm really extremely grateful for, you know, people over 80 people just in general sharing their experience um, with us because, you know, I know as a younger generation sometimes it can we we, we can seem like we're not listening, but I promise <laughs> you the information is is going somewhere yeah. and settling in. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh,
2: Nirali, thank you so much. I'm, I, I'm very grateful for that call. Thanks for, uh, for that. And, you know, Margaret Graff, I wanted to ask you, you know, kind of b- bouncing off of that. I mean, when you've seen a lot of things over time, do you find it's, like, easier to sit with, you know, a person who's having problems? Mm. You know, maybe, like, maybe not in a, an official sponsor relationship like Nirali was talking about, but just, you know, a young person who's struggling. You t- to give them the benefit of the wisdom of those years.
5: It uh, happens all the time. Um, I guess you could call it mentoring, but um, I have some youth, and you know, from my vantage point, that means anyone under 70, but uh, I have some youth that, you know, they come to me, they're, they're at the university, they're in school, they're kind of, well, what am I going to do afterwards and whatever. I've had two full careers in my life, so, um what were they? Well, originally I was an RN and a registered nurse and um well, I did a short bit in business and then um I practiced law in San Francisco for 20 years.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: So, um I have some, you know, seniors have a kind of compulsion almost to share their their experiences with younger people. You know, we hit some of the rocks. We hit some of the walls. We, we you know, we just think it should be easier for those coming behind us. I mean, come on, stand on my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I can hold you, yeah. and I can listen. And I always think, you know, the best thing I do when I'm with a group of younger people, and, and this even is my immediate community, the people on my block, is, um, I'm definitely the old lady of the block, <laughs> but anyhow, the, the, the thing is, is, is just to listen. I'm a very good listener.
2: Yeah, that's beautiful. Let's bring in uh, Beverly in Berkeley. Hey, Beverly, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, thank you. I'm calling in because I just wanted to share that I love hearing about what they're doing in San Francisco. Uh, my mother, I'm, I'll am be 65 uh, next and next year and so looking at you know how to continue my life um as a senior um once i stopped working but the other piece that i wanted to share is my mom was uh 98 years old when she passed in march and she was a community activist until the day she died my mom um little i knew she was always on uh, committee call com- community committee calls on zoom she couldn't log in on her computer because she didn't get familiar with it but she would call in and participate fully and she was still chair of three committees through the city of oakland to the day she died which i didn't know she was still <laughs> chairing wow. those committees with really powerful people to the extent that the mayor attended her her funeral and several supervisors and talked about how uh viable she was to getting people elected and how she she served in her community to make sure there were jobs there she was an absolute force to be reckoned with and many of her friends um in her own age group had passed but she had created new friendships of people my age younger than me uh and people that saw her as a mentor and they would call her to ask her for advice on how to move forward on, on issues my mom went to high school was from new orleans was she basically reinvented her life um after my dad died and especially after she retired so she was just active on so many levels with the city, her church, a leadership there and a national organization. and so life does continue. I mean, till 98 years old, she was moving it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She was moving it and I, I, I admire her. Yeah.
2: So much. Well Beverly, with two, two quick things. Um, one, let's make sure we get her name. What was her name? People can
1: Gladys Green.
2: Gladys Green She's Gladys good Green name. And what do you think she taught you both about you know, living but also about about aging?
1: My mother taught me, my, her, her mother used to say to us, and we'd say, Grandma, what age are you? It was always an inside joke between, between the grandkids. We'd say, Grandma, what birthday is this? And she'd say, and I'm just going to say this, don't worry about it, worry about your own damn age. And we <laughs> all laugh, and this was when Grandma was in her 80s. And so they never worried about aging. It was as if that's not an issue. Just keep it moving. And my mother always said, you know, you have to have faith. And just know yourself and stand your ground. And she grew up in Jim Crow in the South. Mm-hmm. And so, but she didn't allow that to stop her. She never, she didn't sit down on the bus. She didn't sit in the back of the bus when someone told her to. She was holding my sister, who was a big baby, when she went to visit family in New Orleans. And she said, I'm not going to the back of the bus. I've got this baby and I'm sitting right where I am. So she taught us early on stand your ground, know your stuff, and do what you've got to do. To, to contribute and to have a good life. Your life is your own. Just do it. And she never stopped. She never
2: stopped. Yeah. So, man, Beverly, thank you yeah. so much for this amazing. call. Thanks for sharing the story uh, of Gladys. So just so many good lessons in there about so many things. Uh, appreciate that that call. Uh, Wanted to get to a couple of comments as we uh, go into this break here. I mean, one is Denise writes. It's about time we all realize that retirement is not synonymous with irrelevance, as we just heard from Beverly and her mother reinventing herself after she retired. Some of us have only started to develop our voices as activists, as writers, as artists after decades of raising kids and working in fields where we didn't have a voice. We are talking about the 80 over 80 project celebrating the lives of older people in San Francisco as well as across the Bay. We're joined by Anna Chodos, a geriatrician and medical director of Outpatient Geriatric Services at the San Francisco Health Network and associate professor at UCSF in geriatrics. Margaret Graff, founder Senior Power, a community-based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset. Anne White, the facilitator for Network for Elders, an organization in the Bayview supporting big group of older adults, and Judy Goddess, founder and reporter of SF Senior Beat. We do want to hear from you. For younger people, what questions do you have about life in your 80s? What would you like to hear some wisdom about? Obviously, there's a lot gathered in this room with me. And for those who've reached that milestone of 80, what do younger people get wrong about life at your age? You can give us a call, 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can get in touch, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, KQD Forum. And you can email, of course, forum at kqd.org. I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for more right after the break.
0: Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.
2: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Alexis Madrigal. We are just laughing here uh, with some members and profilees of the 80 over 80 project, which is celebrating the lives of older people in San Francisco created by Anna Chodos, geriatrician and medical director of outpatient geriatric services at San Francisco Health Network, professor at UCSF in geriatrics. Also joined by Margaret Graff, founder of Senior Power, community-based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset. Anne White, facilitator for Network for Elders, an organization in the Bayview supporting older adults. And Judy Goddess, founder and reporter, sfseniorbeat.com. Yeah, you know, one thing we wanted to ask you, you all about, and maybe we'll start out with you. And just that, you know, we do have uh, all women here. Women tend to live a little bit longer. How have you found the gender dynamics to change uh, through time?
4: For me, it has changed because I have grown older, and I'm in the process now of. Um, learning more and more about myself. Uh, The younger people now have um, their own um, lifestyles, Mm -hmm. and that concerns me that the genders. Older, younger people now are becoming more and more active in the community and doing lots of things that uh, help to support uh, our, our senior citizens, and I love that. Uh, as far as getting older is concerned. And I would say to the young people that I I approve of their being interactive in the community and to tell them not to fear getting old mm-hmm. because it has been a wonderful experience for me as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah. One listener writes in to ask, uh, and this one's uh, coming to you, Margaret. You know, one uh, said, you know, One guest mentioned a dislike of change and older age, but can you talk about the progress women have made since they were in their 20s to 40s, and if they feel some things were better about their lives as women in their 20s to 40s?
5: Well, when I was in my 20s, uh, when I was fresh out of school, women didn't have the opportunities that they have now. I mean, there really was a glass ceiling, and there, what, that glass ceiling existed for me um, all of my working life. I can remember walking into courtrooms, and it would be all men. And the judge would be making a golf date with the opposing attorney. Um, so, you know, women have had to experience being pushed back and ignored and um, irrelevant, and uh, that kind of made me, I guess, a little more aggressive, though I'd never been shy in my life. <laughs> but um, I think that was a very telling part of coming to my age groups. Mm-hmm. I think women in their 20s to 40s now. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to say they have it easier because I don't think they have. They have new challenges. A lot of the things they have to face, we did too, but you know we didn't talk about it. We didn't have anyone to go to. There was, you know, the HR. Well, it didn't care. You know, they cared if we showed up and if we were on time and if we did the job. They didn't if they
2: you're didn't. being harassed,
5: yeah, exactly. So um, I. Th- I think that's. One of the more prevalent things that I see now, and that I hear about, um, but as I as I said earlier, um, you know, I was there. I was on the ground floor. I did everything when I was supposed to do my. I made partner when I was supposed to make partner. I went through all of those things, um, but I think uh, I think sometimes women now have it harder. Mm.
2: I wanted to ask you, um, Judy Goddess. You know, we—I think one thing our listeners are trying to get at is, you know, that we've seen the overturning of Roe v. Wade, for example, um, and wondering, like, how you feel, you know, to be in this stage of your life and seeing perhaps some uh, rights for uh, women—not not just that, but broadly being kind of rolled back. How are how are you approaching that? I'm
6: heartbroken. Um, not only because I have granddaughters um, and grandsons, um, should give them equal burden. There, uh, we—I mean, I—I I lived through the period where Roe v. Wade was passed, and it made life and my some of my choices a lot easier, or one of my choices a lot easier. Um, i I. I don't know what else to say. I'm heartbroken when I when I look at that. When I look at the environment, the problems seem overwhelming. And when we talk about, okay, in our little bubble, in the sunset, or in our little bubble, wherever in San Francisco or aging, older people, are we can understand and make differences here. But the problems facing young people are seem to me just overwhelming.
2: Um, and I think yeah. I, uh, I think they sometimes feel that way too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's uh, bring in some more callers. Got a, a bunch of people here. Uh, let's bring in uh, Carol from Elsbrante. Welcome, Carol. Hi, Alexis. Nice to
10: talk to you.
2: Yeah, nice to talk so, with you I too. Just,
10: uh, I just wanted to talk to you about what. I have done in my life to keep myself healthy and happy at 85 years old. Mm. And um, when my husband died 15 years ago after 50 years of marriage, whole new life and uh, to start getting used to. And so I got this great advice, never turn down an invitation. <laughs> so I never turn down invitations to go anywhere. I got friends who are younger than me who help keep me young. I got a little dog that I take four walks every single day and who is a great companion for me with my younger friends and my daughter. I do traveling. Um, We also all play cards, and I have one group that uh, I'm among one of the youngest people in the group to play the cards. We play with a 95-year-old and 91-year-old. Then comes me at 85 and two of our younger people. I belong to two book clubs, and I sing in the Contra Costa Chorale. And all of that helps to keep me healthy, happy, active, busy, and not feeling like I'm 85 years old.
2: I mean Carol, I'm tired just listening to you. Wow. <laughs> I'm also pretty sure you'd take you'd take me in cards too. I, that I can pretty much guarantee. Uh, let's uh I'm I'm loving these calls. Let's uh go to uh Raina in uh Oakland. Welcome.
11: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on and this is just a phenomenal program. Um Since the pandemic, my dad, who's 84, and I have been basically living together. And um, it's just been phenomenal to see him and the way that he moves through his life. He moved out. um, He was one of the last waves of the Great Migration coming from Texas. He ended up um, in San Diego, couldn't find work, came up to San Francisco and lived there for many years. He drove a cable car how he met my mom. (laughs) Um, He was a union vice president. Um, even today, we've got him doing, um, he's got a personal trainer on Zoom, so I'll walk in and he's doing all sorts of yoga poses. Um, so it's just really wonderful to see the rich and full lives. And it's been, I think like an, an earlier caller said, it's very inspirational for someone. I'm 40 years old, and just to see that there are so many, you know, different stages of life left to live. And there was uh, someone earlier that said they're the old lady on the block. And I'm like, that's what I aspire to be. I really want to be the old lady. Um, so just a huge thank you to, for this program and for all of our elders for guiding our way and allowing us to stand on their shoulders.
2: Yeah, Rena, let me ask you this. Like, you know, I'm 40, my dad's about to be uh, 80. I actually can't believe it. Like, I look at him and I, and I, I know, I just, I don't actually, I guess I don't. See the age, and that I don't know. I don't really know exactly what to say about. It, but I look at him, and I think like, oh yeah, it's my dad. Where you know I'm twenty, and he's sixty, <laughs> and that's like the ages yeah. will be forever. Like, and I I don't really know that that's a question. Uh, it's just a, a random comment about what it's like to to try and and reckon with the fact that your parents are, are getting older. Oh, uh, Anne's gonna chime in and save me on this one.
3: No, I think what you're mm-hmm. pointing out, and um, this is such a great call and commentary arena is that a lot of us don't have a vision for older age or when we think about it it's mm-hmm. in a stereoty- stereotyped way one that kind of rests on ageist or kind of ableist beliefs sort of if you just like take a quick snapshot in your mind really quick like yep. what is an older person but then when you see the reality which was part part of the point of this project is it's diverse it's full of resiliency activity hope and that's true for people of all abilities and all the ages that we profiled and so I think there's a lot that we can do around our own visioning of what our future is going to be what the people we love you know what older age is going to be for them because it's happening right it's Mm -hmm. um it's happening for all of us and it's completely natural and it really pays to have I think that vision because when we're kids we think about getting older we think about becoming an adult um you know imagining what some life stages will be I think it would it would be good and I really enjoyed doing this project as a way of putting out there some models for visioning how we can all be older for those of us who aren't yet
4: yeah so I would like to just say that
3: you know age is just a number (laughs) and don't
4: worry about it So Mm -hmm. live it.
2: Live your life. Mm -hmm. Yes. I mean, what's something, and let's go uh, just around the table here. What's something you think would surprise people about what it's like to live uh, in your 80s? And maybe, who wants to start?
5: I can start. Sure, Margaret. First of all, you're going to be surprised you got there. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're going to wonder what happened in all those years because, you know, where did they go? Because when you get to eighty, you've got so much packed into your poor little head, so many life experiences, and hopefully most of them were good ones. Yeah. So um, I think that's that's what people don't expect. Yeah. Okay, okay I could come
6: in. Uh, these are the best years of my life. <laughs> um, so I used to look back and think, oh, I can I can think of things I did and people I I was with that I really loved and was wonderful. But this is so freeing to be in your 80s. I mean, nobody stops you, even yourself. But that's another story. (laughs) But, But nobody stops you. It's like, this is wonderful. I mean, there are, you know, you say, SF Senior Beat, but, but I'm also very involved and I've started a drama group that's been going for two years on Zoom. And we need men, by the way, but <laughs> uh, actors. But um, it, it the whole thing is you can do whatever you want. It's, it's amazing. I love it. I mean, there are illnesses and you worry, but it's not, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's great. And I find myself getting
4: more and more involved with activities uh, for seniors. And uh, it's been refreshing for me to be able to go out at least once a month and have lunch with them Mm -hmm. and uh, also to be able to interact with them in not socially, because we don't get out anymore. <laughs> I, I miss that part of it. That's yeah. that's the thing that worries me about being 80s, because I feel isolated sometimes, mm-hmm. that we can't get out and get around. Yeah. And uh, But I enjoy my life. I feel free. I'm relaxed. <laughs> I do what I like to do. Right. I go when I get ready to go. And I do the things that I want to do. And I'm living my life at 84.
2: Let's bring in uh, another 84-year-old, Sheila, in San Francisco. Welcome to the show.
12: Hi, Alexis. Hi, group. I know Anna and uh, Judy Goddess. um, I'm in Anna's uh, project, 80 Over 80. Okay. I'm 83. I'm the director and founder, actually, of the Legacy Film Festival on eighty we did our 10th annual and our first virtual and actually almost 500 people came and bought tickets even people in their 60s 70s and 80s i think there was even 190 but i wouldn't swear to it (laughs) but uh when i started doing the film festival on aging i had person to come and look at our program, because we had an eight-page film booklet, and she looked at it, she said, take that word aging off there, (laughs) and I just started laughing, because that is the purpose of the festival, and now we are getting ready for our 11th, which will be in November, and again be virtual that we have are global. We've had films from all over the world. And the subjects we had in 2021, caregiving, which is a very big issue mm-hmm. because there are not enough caregivers for mm-hmm. people who are sure. older and also family takes care of them. And, uh, sometimes they lose their income because they can't work. They have to Mm -hmm. take care of their elders. Like, for instance, this year we'll be showing a film that shows a family that has young kids and also had a father who was uh, having problems with his memory and getting weaker, and they had... Uh, it's called the Sandwich Generation. Mm. And they, it was not the only family that had to take care of young ones and also elders. Yeah. And um,
2: Sheila, thank I'm you. I'm also- going to have to stop you there just because I want to make sure we get to the last couple things. Thank you so much, though. That's the Legacy Film Festival on Aging Sheila in San Francisco. Thank you so much. Um, Lisa in Oakland, I wanted you to be able to tell us about you're about this podcast, Ladies Over 80.
7: Uh, yes, it's called Not Born Yesterday, and I <laughs> interview ladies over 80 about their lives. I wanted to focus on women because I was uh, super best friends with my grandmother when I was younger, and she was the inspiration for that. And I have, like, I've made friends. I've it, it connected with these women, and some of the stories they've told, it's just, they're amazing, just the perspective. Their persistence, their yeah. their excitement about life, just um, what they've learned, what the mistakes they've made, and the things they've learned and the wisdoms they're able to pass on, and some of them are hilarious, mm. <laughs> very witty, and just uh, was just great fun. A lot of work, I would it would be. Two to four hours of interviewing cut down to about 30 or 45 minutes. So you all the <laughs> no, radio beautiful. world know how that's a lot. It was, it was a lot of fun. So yeah. I'd love people to check it out. Not Born Yesterday. Not Born Yesterday. Right. Not Born... Not Born Yesterday, It's um, uh, we have a Facebook page of that name, and then notbornyesterdaypodcast.com awesome. is uh, the website where you can just find it on all the major platforms.
2: Lisa, thank you so much. Um, that's wonderful. I wanted to get to one last uh, comment. Bastian writes, My grandmother, Diane Johnson, went through more trials and tribulations than nearly anyone I've ever met and climbed more of life's mountains, too. From traveling as a single woman from California to the East Coast to Beirut, when doing so was unheard of, to graduating from Brown, she survived an extremely abusive husband and then... And finally meet the love of her life, only to have him die in a tragic car accident right before their wedding. When she spoke about these things before her passing recently, she did so with a tent of grace and no small amount of humor. I've noticed that elderly folks have the superpower of taking things in stride. Yes. Um, We have been talking about the 80 over 80 project celebrating the lives of older people in San Francisco. We've been joined by Judy Goddard, founder and reporter of SF Senior Beat. Thank you so much for joining us.
6: Thank you, thank you, Alexa.
2: Also joined by Anne White, facilitator of the Network for Elders, an organization that baby supporting older adults. Thank you, Anne. Thank you
4: for having me.
2: And Margaret Graff, founder of Senior Power, a community based nonprofit for seniors in the sunset. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you for the invitation. And bringing us all together, Anna geriatrician and medical director of outpatient geriatric services at San Francisco Health Network and a professor at UCSF. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. This was wonderful.
2: I'm Alexis Madrigal. Stay tuned for another hour of Forum Ahead with Mina Kim.
0: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.